This is All Things Acura. I'm Matt. And I'm Justin. And I'm Dustin. I like that order that we did there. Matt, Dustin, Justin, Dustin, Justin, Dustin? Yeah. Justin. It works. <laughs> so welcome back. If you guys have been paying attention, we have been at this for, has it been a year? Almost a year. So Close. I know, well, we wow. had like a, a mild goal in the beginning, but. I was gonna look that up. Oh, we should have looked it up. Should have looked it up. This is, is this officially the 26th episode? Which pretty much puts us at about, you know, once every, one episode every two weeks about. So, yeah, and I think that was our target. Th yeah, that's actually pretty good. I'm actually surprised that we got there. Thanks to Justin, I appreciate everything that you you did, obviously, putting together the show. This, you know, you did a lot to put together the show this, this whole past year. So thank you for that, we appreciate it. So. Well, I appreciate you guys jumping in and being a part of the show. I think we have a lot of uh, cool stuff that we talked about for 2023. Probably change the direction of the show a little bit. Um, I, I know we were trying to keep everybody, you know, up to speed on what was happening with inventory and stuff, yeah. and that was kind of our whole driving force behind this. We understand that maybe that's not going to be a hot topic moving forward, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll see as time goes on. Obviously, we'll have to change. Um, you know, we had a lot to talk about originally. And obviously, as time goes on, you kind of run out of potential things to talk about. And the news has been interesting over the past, you know, month or two with regards to inventory and stuff that we talked about frequently. So I think what we're going to do in this episode, just to kind of uh, start us off, is we're going to do a little bit of a recap of 2022. This will tell us is, you know, what we may be able to expect in the future, because obviously the one thing um, that, that we learned is that uh, what this year, this past year has taught us is that it has taught us that we know nothing. Yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much all the things we've done in the past and know from this industry weren't the same last year. That's for sure. Really the last two years, but, you know, last year topping it off and changing for not only us as, as yeah. you know, working at a dealership, but I'm sure as consumers, yeah. I mean, it, the whole thing flipped upside down. And then the interesting part is I, I think I think we'll get back to 23 being somewhat more familiar what we thought of things in the past so yeah. but let's let's touch on what happened in 22 yeah and i let's think there was just a and... consistent flow in the past right and like and now it's like well you just don't know what's going to happen and i think that's the biggest thing we have to tell a lot of our customers like you know they rely on us <laughs> to have that sort of uh, knowledge about you know what's happened before but what's going to happen and now i used to be able to be like oh i think this is going to happen but now it's it's not there yeah, everything's up in the air. There is there is nothing that's set in stone yeah. anymore about this is how this is going to work or yeah. this is how this is going to work. And and we used to be able to just lean on you know past experience and Absolutely. say well, this this is what typically happens in these situations. And that yeah. that is no longer. And with there. Dustin joining us, I know you were here for the beginning few. I don't know, a lot of episodes. Actually, this is your second episode with us, right? Yeah, the first one was going over the Integra Type S. Right, so this is like all new territory for you as well, obviously. Yeah. For a lot of ways, ways it obviously if you guys listen to the previous podcast, Dustin, you've been in the auto industry for about is it three years? Uh, yeah, it'll be close to four coming up here. Probably okay. in May, it'll be four. Yeah, and I know eight years isn't like I, I've been here for eight years, so I know eight years isn't like a long time to say, hey, you've been doing this, you know, as long as you have. But it's been it's enough to see a handful of cycles happen with the auto industry. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how this year goes on. So Justin, if you want to go ahead and I guess lead us off with where we want to start. Yeah, here. so at the beginning of the year is really when everybody, I mean, really towards the end of last year, but as we go into the beginning of January, February, that's when the, really the inventory started to. That's when the all the red lights went off, flags mm -hmm. went up everywhere. Hey, this is not getting any better anytime soon. Right. And people really started, to, I mean, people, the industry started to panic a little bit and the consumers 
were like, whoa, now what's going on? Because it really started to dry up fast and things weren't coming. Like, you know, we had this optimism every month that the next month we'd start to see cars. How many times do we say that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we say, every Saturday morning coming? Right. And yeah. I, I know I was a culprit of that because we'd, we'd see what was on order. We have our order sheets. We'd see all these yeah. cars. They'd all have production dates of, you know, we're sitting in January, they February production dates. And then they never came. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I kind of vividly remember having this conversation with some, a handful of clients where leading it back into the end of 2021, they're like, well, when do you think it's starting to start getting better? And that was, doesn't feel that long ago, but that's really when we started thinking, Oh, you know, that by the summer, you know, we felt like summer of 22 is when things were going to get back to yeah. normal. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. How many times did we tell our clients that, though? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And instead of summer, doing this, early fall. Right. I would have placed a lot of bets that by uh, mid-summer of 22, yeah. things would have been pretty much back to normal. Right. I, mean, I would have bet quite a bit. And yeah. then I, I, I bet if won. I could have wagered that on your on your, your <laughs> site that you were speaking of. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If I could have wagered that, yeah. I would have wagered, you know. 90% yeah. of my income based on that. Right. And, and it really did not happen. Like it just, yeah. matter of fact, that became some of the lowest points. So as we got into January, February, March, um, the vehicles really dried up. Um, but the MDX Type S was still launched. Yeah. So we did get that vehicle. Shockingly, at a time when they couldn't build many vehicles, Yeah. we did get the MDX Type S. And I think that was a good addition to the lineup. I thought it was really neat that they came out with a performance version yeah. kind of of, a, of one of their sport utilities he's never had that in the past it, it, i think yeah. it was a great car for them to bring out came with some new features that we didn't see on cars before updated engine i mean yeah, yeah new new, it, it, new powertrain that yeah. they never used before yeah. right well and the the feature set obviously this is the first time i think acura really went above and beyond what's funny and i think leading into when they redesigned the mbx there was a lot of people because massaging sheet seats was shown in some videos for quite a while, but that was the massaging sheets don't come until you get the MDX Type S Advance, because there there was a handful of people that talked about that. They're like, oh, do I want to get the massaging seats in the Advance? I'm like, no. And I think at that point we hadn't had that wasn't like we didn't know what what How, package right. that was going to be on or whatever the case might be. Um, and obviously the MDX Type S line was was a big deal with Acura, and I think it's been a really good seller. I think we've done a good job of. Yeah, so know, interesting that when the car was launched mm-hmm. there at the the early in the year i think february ish march was it a 22 i don't remember what it year. was a 22 okay it came out yep. as a 22 i came can remember out as a 22 came... i want to say maybe we got it by the very end of december january right. launch um we had quite a handful of them i wouldn't say a lot but i mean we had you know like literally you know, a handful like five hand, four, right five, yeah. yeah and then as you know that first wave of them went through, then they kind of dried up again, almost all the way till the end of the year here again. Yeah, they did. That's I true. will say my my gripe, mm-hmm. if I can have a gripe on the yep. MDX Type S, yep. <laughs> I, I really love the vehicle and everything. Did about I, I really not a fan of the two tech two packages. I was just gonna say that, and this Justin's leading into what our goal of this year. We're gonna have a, a minor thing happening to where. We want to kind of talk a little bit about what we like and dislike about the brand or some cars in general. So, you know, that's going to be something to kind of get used to. But I totally agree with you. That's yeah. It was shocking because Acura and Dustin, you wouldn't know this, but maybe you get with a little bit with Honda that you, in the past is when Acura brought out a model. They usually it was very limited. Like so, if they're going to bring out a model, they just bring out one, mm-hmm. and then maybe down the road they'd add another one. Yeah. Well, in this case, they brought out both of them. Right. And it, production, they actually made more of the least equipped right. one first. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, 
No, that wasn't the one everybody wanted. Right. Well, it's funny that you mention Honda because they released the Civic Type R, and we talked about this in the Integra video. They released the Type R, but then they released a an upgraded version of the Type R as well that was a track package. Oh, so they yeah, had two. That. They had two separate Type Rs. Okay. Now that was more recent. That was back. That was after I started selling, or right on the tail end of when I started stop selling Hondas, but. They had a Type R and then a Type R track package. I didn't know. So they know. had two either. different versions of one car. So I think that <laughs> might have been the reason why they did the MDX Type S well, in I don't two know. different packages. <laughs> I think they wanted to make maybe it, not the Y. But I think they wanted a, a less expensive version of the Type S performance. But I think probably. there's. <laughs> I, I, I just think that. But people want the massage seats. Yeah. People yeah, want the heads-up display. They want the massage seats. And for those of you who don't necessarily know what the Type S is, it's just a souped-up MDX. It has it is the Type S Advance is the most fully loaded MDX that you can get. Mm -hmm. It has all the features and an upgraded engine. The Type S is a little bit of a lower version of that with a few less features, but you still get the engine and the transmission. So and the air ride suspension. And the air ride suspension. Is a big thing. But, it, it, you know, when a car like that first gets launched, and, like, kind of to your point, I think most people who are buying that car want all the all stuff it, yeah, right away, sure. right? And that's yeah. kind of typically what we see throughout over the years. We've seen people say, okay, well, if you're going to launch the car, like when the MDX came out, advanced package was kind of popular at first, just the regular advanced package. So why have this other one that, you know, for, what is it, six, seven grand more, you get you get all of this stuff. At that point, you're it's sixty. Well, it's almost sixty nine thousand dollars now for the MDX Type S tech package or the MDX Type S, and then you you know you spend six seven grand more and you get all this stuff. I mean, I think that's worth. You're already spending seventy grand. I mean, you might as well you might as well. well buy and I think it, given the circumstances that you only had limited production availability, mm -hmm. you only could build so many of yeah, these cars. That's a good point. Why did why even bother building a less expensive version of that? Yeah. At all now, there could be people out there that said. <laughs> Hey, I wanted that car, but I, I know we had very yeah. low demand for that. I mean, people people bought them. Yeah, we because, still, yeah, we, because we had them, them because right. there's so few of them. Yeah. But it wasn't because that's real. I mean, I would say almost every one of those people would have went to the advanced trim level if we had that available. Yeah, I, I agree. And that that's like some of the stuff, and we'll kind of get more into that. But those are like some of the little things that we're talking about with what we like or dislike about the brand. You know, we like Acura as a whole, but, it, it you know, obviously we like to point out some of the things we think they could do a better job of just because, you know, we're consumers as well. And we want them to, you know, put the best foot forward as well on that stuff. So that was pretty much January, February, March, yeah. obviously. So but, then as we roll in the second quarter in the April, May, and June, um, this is where the whole industry, well, that's the prime start of really the selling season, sort oh, of speak. Sure. And it, yeah. I know that's probably more tailored to the Northwest, but I think that happens around most of the United States is yeah. that as, as the weather starts to warm up, starts to get nicer out, people start to yeah. get the fever of, I want to be out and yeah. buy a car. I don't want to buy a car when it's, when it's ugly. So, the, so that's when things really started to become a reality. Hey, there's no cars, yeah. no inventory and people want to buy them. Right. Yeah. And, I know you didn't highlight it here, but used car prices, they did, that was, that was yeah. the beginning of that increase. That craziness out yeah. there. And I know uh, even in our podcast with all the comments and stuff about, you know, dealers charging so much for cars, you know, the used car prices were driven up because of such low inventory yeah. of new cars that yep. drove up the price of these used cars. And we saw used car prices, I mean, just going haywire. I mean, yeah. we saw 
cars that were three years old being sold more than they were new. I right. Mean, it was just, yeah. just more, ridiculous. More than I mean, the MSRP you know, of like a one you can yeah. buy now. So not and, only like, the, yeah, it's, it was interesting. And obviously that's simple supply and demand. Um, however, I, I don't know, as, as we say back, looking back on 22, I don't know that we'll see that again in our lifetime. I yeah. mean, that's the first time I ever saw it in my entire yeah. career and the business. I don't know that we'll see it again in the next 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Who knows? Well, you know, barring another obviously yeah. disaster, catastrophe, yeah. basically. I mean that that those are the things that throw the wrench into the plans, and I think that's just going back to us not knowing anything. That's a big piece of that. You just don't know what's going to happen at any given time. And you know, when it comes to car buying, you know, everyone's trying to look for like the right time to buy. Well, there's still a lot of people that bought during this time too for what was available. So if there's never like a right time to like say, hey, here's here's what I want to do now and. Anyway, I don't want to get off the tangent there. Well, but, but you may bring up a good point, Matt, because a lot of people, even throughout the year, always said, well, I'm going to wait to see if things go down. Yeah. Well, I will say that waiting might not always been the cheapest thing to do, totally. because look how much, look <laughs> at the price increases we've got on these, some of these cars. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, you use any particular one as an example. Let's use the MDX as an example here. I, I mean, I don't know off top, I don't know the exact math, but if you go back to 22, a 22 model back in January to compare to a 23 model now. Yeah. I mean, it's a couple, two, three I was going to say it's about, my, I'm just thinking in my head, more. I think it's about three grand or yeah. so. <laughs> I mean, just know, from price increases, your change. Yeah. I mean, and it might not seem like a lot, but waiting obviously didn't make that car become less expensive. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so. And I know you don't, like, it's funny because <laughs> going back in my mind, when I first started, um, like a 15 or whatever MDX advanced package, was like fifty five, fifty six thousand dollars, which I know it sounds weird that I'm like speaking of that because I know, it's, but that's what I'm saying. It happened in such a short amount of time that we saw these drastic increases, and I know we're going to talk about at some point the price increases and stuff like that. We'll get into that I think later, but that's that's a part of what happened during this time. Is obviously, you know, the the, the good part was that people got more for their trades, their 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 car. Yeah, it know. doesn't necessarily mean it was a more expensive time to buy a car, and I yeah. think that's what people, some people. Uh, misunderstood about kind of what was happening because given the scenario, it was a fantastic time for people to buy cars, even if you paid a little bit more for the new car. And back, ooh, I guess we could touch about that elephant in the room. Yeah. You know, we weren't part of the dealers that were charging the additional markup over MSRP. Yeah. And I know there was a ton of dealers out there doing it. We've seen it. We heard it. You guys yelled at us all the time because that's what they were charging. But the ones that weren't, or the ones that weren't charging very much, if you took the amount of money percentage-wise you were getting more for your yeah. trade yep. against that MSRP, it was still a better deal than maybe what it was, you know, a year before that. Yeah, probably and, a lot better deal. And right? I'm trying to remember back, um, and I we don't have this in our notes here, but like I'm trying to remember back that we we had some like incentive incentives a little bit still at that time right yeah so that was the other part that kind of happened in that second quarter yeah is those incentives really quickly dried up because once yeah. the manufacturers said hey mm -hmm. we're, we're, this inventory problem is not going away anytime soon those incentives started to dry up and we, we really by the middle of summer as we move into to the third quarter those incentives were pretty much gone yeah. i mean yeah. i think the only incentives we had over the summer were the, the kind of the the basic you know College grad, right, exactly, military yeah. rebate. I mean, all the other incentives had kind of completely. But the good news to come out of that quarter is the first Integras. I know yeah, that was that was super exciting. You know, that's something that yeah. obviously the younger demographic, the first Integras roll roll into the showroom. So, and I think when did they talk about? Was it last the previous fall? Was it fall? Was it fall? Yeah. Of twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, so fall of twenty one, and then that's when we kind of learned stuff. 
And then all of a sudden the, the integers came in, which I don't know, I felt like we weren't going to like get them. I think at that point we were thinking, well, are they going to be able to build them? That's how I felt. I felt like, you know, it showed, hey, you're going to get some, but I, we had no idea. Yeah, I mean, we we heard about it in, or we were told that we were going to get them in June, that it was going to get released in June, and then the general consensus around everyone here was, hey, are we sure? Yeah. It no. was kind of, and back that to, goes back to the opening. Yeah. This year taught us that we know nothing. Yeah. Because yeah. with the release, it's like, oh, all right, cool, they're going to just send out a ton of them to flood the market, try to get as many people in it, as many eyes on it as possible, but then we didn't necessarily see that we saw i mean we had some trickle we had like in. a handful of them i, mean, I can't remember the first wave well there wasn't first... a ton of anything being built that's a relative term exactly a ton of it and any of them built but that was the first acura that you ever ordered online yes uh, reserved NFT. reserved it and then they gave you the nft which they played around with the metaverse which acura probably doesn't want to talk about that today because <laughs> but it was yeah. still neat I almost—that's that, probably why I forgot about it because that—that that we we heard about that one time and I, that's pretty much it. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. It was the NFT and it was the virtual showroom, right? And yeah. I think after hearing it for maybe two weeks, it just went off the radar completely. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, did they do an NFT with the NSX? Nope. Maybe well, the NFT would be worth start. money. Why not do it on the NSX? Well, the NSX was. <laughs> Before that. Was it? Yeah. So the NSX Type S was not a part of the reserve tool like that. It was. Oh, it was, yeah, it was just, yeah, that's right. And then they did do the TLX Type S yeah. PMC with the reserve tool as well this year. And I think we're going to see more of that as we move down the future. So a little birdie told us that probably when our ZDX comes out, that might be how you buy one of those. You talk to different birds than I do, I guess. I didn't hear from that bird. I don't know anything about that. But I think the bird maybe just flies around in this area. In this I area. Um, well, there's some hints towards <laughs> towards that. Well, there's been a lot of hints in the market in general, and this is getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, that, that potentially could be the way a lot of manufacturers go about. Well, they all they all <laughs> said that. And, and this goes back to the inventory. Because Dustin was saying the other day that, um, well, aren't the manufacturers going to um, keep the inventories low? I, I keep saying, everybody keeps saying that because the only reason they use that as a headline during mm-hmm. the pandemic is yeah. because they couldn't build cars. Right. I These manufacturers mm-hmm. get paid by the dealer when that car is delivered. Mm-hmm. They do not care. They care, but they don't care how many of those cars are really sitting on that lot. Right. Because now they're out of their hands yep. and mm-hmm. they're in someone else's hands. Yep. And if I was them, I'm going to build as many of those as I want. And right now, nobody's going to complain. Like, there's not a dealer on the planet that's going to say, no, you you keep right. those cars because right. I don't know if I need them. So I, I don't, I know that they all said that when they couldn't build cars, but I think now as, as time goes and things are opening up, they're going to build as many cars as they can build. They will, but... To kind of rebuttal that a little bit, manufacturers, once a dealer, once dealers have enough on their lots and they say, hey, we're force feeding you all these cars, 
the next step that has to happen is there has to be incentives. And those yes. incentives have to come from the manufacturers yep. or else the dealers are not going to buy any more cars. Right. <laughs> so Well, and those and that's you know, that's a good point to this as those yeah. incentives dried up when there were no cars, yeah. now when there's gonna be more cars, the incentives are gonna have to come back. And it, yep. maybe not to the same tune. Maybe it's gonna be a slow rollout. Yeah. There will be a day when we're back to whatever incentives <laughs> are what they are yeah. as time goes on. And I know Acura, to be to be fair to Acura, to be fair. If we never really had like any, the only time I know being in this, that we have big incentives was on the MDX, the 2020. And I think the TLX too had some big ones. They, you know, there was, I think eight grand off at one point, I think on a lease or whatever. So there, there was some, but Acura in general, and in any normal year, we never saw like, hey, you get tens of thousands no, of dollars off. No, they were, like and both Acura and Honda as a brand have always yeah. tried to, and that really goes back to where they price the car. They try to price it to mm -hmm. really to where that car's going to sell, not to what they would like to get out of it. And then, oh, we didn't get that, so yeah. here's some money to help you buy it. Now, the big money they had on them was to offset the lease amounts. And I think yeah. a lot of people mm -hmm. don't understand when a manufacturer... Yeah. Uh, offers a special rate on a lease that they're actually buying down that rate. So Acura said, well, one time they said, well, okay, we'll do the standard rate, but you can have this money where they're just playing with a couple different options. Yeah. And it happened just to be a lot of money it took to buy down that rate. That's where yeah, that $8,000 right, exactly, came from. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, that's so much money. Well, yeah, it's that or the rate. Yeah. And shockingly, that's when rates were still low. So it'd be right. interesting today <laughs> to get back to those rates, how much money it would take. Right. And that's, I know that's something that happened later on this year, which I think we'll get right. into. But, well, I know we got off on the tangent, but that, that's that's perfect. That's exactly what um, I know we were trying to get out of that there. But the other good news to come out of the second quarter was they talked about 23 model years um, to come with the two years. If you don't already know, the 23 model years to two years of maintenance and three years of AccuraLink. So that was, I think, one of the nice little things they did. I'm not sure why they did that because they've never done that over the years. And maybe they felt like, hey, we're trying to try to, I mean, who or knows? Be competitive. Yeah. Well, it's it's just yeah. being competitive. Well, <clears throat> I think it's a combination of that. And they, I think they did feel guilty about the price increases. I, thought I so think too. they wanted, like you said, here it goes back to, mm -hmm. what am I getting for the price increase? And I think that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. They wanted to give something in, in return. Yeah, because I think they're... I don't want to say struggling, but they, they knew they had to increase the price in some way, shape, or form to account for everything. But they also felt like, hey, we have a loyal customer base. Let's make sure we, we do something. And I, that is something that's kind of nice. Obviously, two years maintenance and three years AccuraLink. AccuraLink, if you're not familiar with it, is the system that um, I'm going to bring up here as one of the things that we dislike. Oh, you're bringing it up. Yeah, well, I knew you listen. Gonna, I knew you had to talk I'm about gonna, it. I had to talk about it because I threw it in there as one of the things because, you know, I... I'm like, a, I have this Jekyll and Hyde kind of feeling about it, right? I think the app is great. Hold on, hold on. Before <laughs> you get on your tangent, before you get on your tangent, right. <laughs> we need, I think we need to explain what exactly AccuraLink right. does. Go ahead, if you want to. <laughs> so AccuraLink gives you the ability to use your phone as a remote start system. You can lock and unlock your car from anywhere in the world as long as you have a cell phone signal or Wi-Fi mm -hmm. connection. You can set a geo point, so if you ever forget where you park, it'll give you turn-by-turn -turn navigations. There's a bunch of other concierge packages and stuff like that that you can opt in for. But I know exactly what you're going to say, and I agree with you, but yeah. first we have to at least explain what actually yeah. it is. And the Jekyll and Hyde I feel about it is, let's, the setup, okay, so once you get a setup, the app <laughs> is fine, right? It works well. You can do what you need to do. Honda has the same thing with Honda Link. It's way worse. Just... <laughs> well, I have it on my Honda, but it, it works just fine for me. I have no problems with it. But the setup, Acura, if you're listening, and maybe you are, 
the setup has to be easier. Thank you for the three years. I'm not gonna, you know, I don't want you guys to turn around and be like, no more three years throwing that out. The Matt's window. talking smack about Acura, like we're just gonna yank it. <laughs> um, but you know, from my personal standpoint, I I think I do a good job of making sure that anyone who gets a car for me who has the ability to get Acura, like knows about it, and and I help them set it up. If you know me helping them set it up, the process should not take long. I, if I timed it or made a video about it, I would say it takes 20 to 25 minutes from very beginning. That's to end. generous. Well, <laughs> maybe so, but you know, if I really only focus on that, it, and I think you know, there's also a lot of times when we're delivering a car, and I'll get I'll get off my tangent in a minute. But there's a lot of times we're delivering a car where you know people take the car, it's the after hours, or you know maybe it's late, and we've already talked about a lot of stuff, and they're like, oh, I'll do it on my own. No one's gonna sign up for it on their own. Unless a salesperson is with them. So So I think to round out what Matt's trying to say (laughs) is that it was great that they included three years accurate length because it is a great feature. However, accurate somehow made it incredibly hard to set up accurate length. Yes. After they decided they were gonna give it for three years. I don't think it was by design, but it happened to work out around the same time. It wasn't even that long ago where it was easier and they changed some stuff and anyway just Obviously, can we change that? This that would be something that's kind of nice. But do sign up for it, and if you need a salesperson to help you out, do yeah. That. And you don't give do away that. your three years. Don't wait two years before you sign up because you're just you don't they don't give you three years on top of it. Yeah, it's three years from when you buy the car. So and I know for a while. Great. Good. What's up? I was gonna say after I think after a month of not signing up, I did used to do that. If you didn't sign up for it within a month of ownership of your car, they took that free trial away. I don't oh, know if that's well, still the know. case. Um, I haven't looked at that recently, but yeah. just keep that in mind. Um, to sum it up, AccuraLink <laughs> has pros and cons to it. Yep, it's a very useful feature, um, especially with now. This can kind of talk about something else. Manufacturers are kind of slowly starting to phase out the remote start system in their key fobs and switch over to those apps. That's a good point. So I think that what's going to happen is it's going to get more intuitive. It's going to get easier. I think with the three-year of AcuraLink trial, I think what happened was there was a massive influx of people trying to do it now. So maybe it kind of affected the Mm -hmm. app and the setup that way. But I think... I'm hopeful it will go back to being very good to set up and then everyone can just enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know. And then into the third quarter we went where I think things really, I think this is where we really realized that, you know, things were really goofy, right? You know, dealers charging way over MSRP. That was a common question we got when people will call in like, That was what, almost like the first thing they asked. Yeah. Like, right. what are you charging? And, and the question wasn't what, like in the past where, like, hey, what kind of price can you do for me? It was, what are you charging? Meaning, are you charging over MSRP? Are there any add-ons, things like right. that? So that's where dealers, I know you put the quote down, going off the rails. That's where that really started. Yeah, they were just asking for anything and everything we can get. And, you know, I, you know, looking back, I'm sad about that because, you know, we were one of the dealerships that chose not to. But as an industry, we were still part of that industry yeah. that did it. And as a consumer that didn't buy a car during that time, maybe because of those things, people won't know any different. So that's the, a good point. So the good yeah. dealers that said, hey, we're not going to do that, weren't necessarily long-term going to be rewarded. Sure, maybe the people that bought a car during that time are going to say, yeah, I remember you weren't doing that. <laughs> but I, I, I have a feeling the overall theme will be, well, the industry, you guys did that. Right. 
and yeah, I you know, so right. I, unfortunately, there's no right or wrong, right or whatever thing to do in that situation. But looking back, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we did the right thing, but I don't know we're going to benefit from that in the future. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's that's uh, like you said, it's part of the auto industry. That's part yeah, of the that's, world that we live in. And yep. but just so everyone knows, we did not do that. Um, <laughs> so right. that was you know. right. Yeah, I feel like we have to have a disclaimer. Yeah, we well, did not. We did not do this. <laughs> yes, but. Yeah, and then the big news, uh, the big news for, I think, for Acura is we are now leaping into the world of electric vehicles. This is when we announced the, the ZDX, the ZDX for some of our Canada watchers. Viewers. You like the Z, don't you? I you love like the Z. I'll never forget that. That was like, that was like one of my favorite things. Z. Z. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but yes, so the ZDX is going to be Acura's first all-electric vehicle. It's going to be an SUV. What would you mm. kind of equate it to? Would you say it's because we looked at concepts of it, and it's, it kind of gave a little bit of smaller than like MDX shape, but a little bit smaller. I think it's going to be somewhere in between an RDX and an MDX. And if you don't, there, we have a podcast about a lot about this already with regards to like if uh, it's based on the Cadillac Lyric or that GM Altamont platform. Um, I don't know if it's going to look just like the Cadillac Lyric. The Cadillac Lyric looks long to me. I don't know if it are you know the ZDX looks that long that long, um, but the, you know this was the first announcement we had because you know we didn't have any hybrids for a while. So it's kind of interesting because this was the first time, and 2023 is going to be I think a pivotal year for a lot of manufacturers with regards to what they announce in terms of electric cars. Because by the end of this year, we could have you know we talked about that when we would actually get the ZDX. Is that something that they're going to come out with later this year, or is that something they're coming out with next year? You know what I mean? As a no, it, it's it's slated to be in two thousand twenty four. Okay. So you know, I think going to that ZDX, and I know Acura had to announce something. It's the industry was kind of forcing every manufacturer to say, okay, what are you guys doing? <laughs> right. So everybody had to come out and say what yeah. put their cards on the table, which is way outside of Acura's character. But they weren't going to be the only ones not to say they, right. they, they couldn't be. Do, yeah. Right? They, yeah. So they did come out and say that. Obviously, we don't know much information, and it's still a long ways out, but it goes back to my point, and I think I said this in other party. You know, Chevrolet's on TV right now advertising <laughs> electric vehicles, and you can't buy all but one of those electric yeah. vehicles. They say they have a whole lineup. Yeah, right? electric none Silverado. Of those, none they have of those the electric are Tahoe. <laughs> right. The electric Blazer. Right. Yeah. But one thing, though, to go with the uh, ZDX is Acura confirmed that there's going to be a ZDX and a ZDX Type S. Yeah. So there's going to be two different models of it. Um, and this is coming from Acura directly. Right now it has officially touched uh, actual asphalt. So mm. it has been driving in the real world. So hopefully we'll get some more information about the powertrain on it. Um, more information on the actual specs of the ZDX. Not just, hey, here's the ZDX. Mm -hmm. It's wrapped in an awesome cloak. You can't see anything. So yeah. hopefully by middle of next year, I'm hoping we'll get some more information about it now that it's actually on the road. Yeah, it was dry. They have, if you follow their social media, they, they have it driving around. There's some pictures of it and everything like that. I don't think you can get a good feel for the car yet, but. Oh, I can't tell, you know, these electric cars, and I, I say these electric, but for whatever <laughs> reason, it seems to be all the electric car. I cannot tell how, how big or small they are. You know, yeah. I use some of these examples and then you see the car and it's like, Wow. They, yeah. they, they like it's like you put yeah. it on the copy machine they press the enlarge button because when you actually see it you're like oh. 
Is it, is it is it a thing that every electric car needs to be small? <laughs> I mean, I know that they don't they shouldn't be big, but but that I mean, the same with the ZDX. Look the, I mean, look at the Mach E. It yeah. is a small it is a small vehicle. The Tesla, for example, right? They have a ton of electric vehicles. They're all really small vehicles. They're not. Yeah, they're not like a, like an MDX or a bigger size, like a Tahoe or something. Like this, we have a Subaru store here, and the, the Subaru Solstice. Did you see it over there? Yeah, well, that's part of you know the, <laughs> put it on my list of lot you know real ones yeah. I've seen, and it's like you yeah. know it looks like a pretty good sized car, and then you see it in real life, and it's like, I mean, yeah, like someone I, put it in the dryer. What happened? <laughs> and I'm kind of wondering if that same effect. I, and I felt that same way, and I'm like, and I'm looking at the ZDX, I'm like, you like, know, maybe it's just gonna be like. It, maybe it's gonna be the size of an Integra, just like an SUV form or something. Well, I would have thought, you know, yeah, I was all it. over the yeah. fact that it was gonna be, you know, an MD, a little bit smaller than an MDX. I don't know that that's the case. It could be smaller than an RDX. Justin, I, I, you know nothing. Okay. Well, we go back to <laughs> that. go back to the, the top. Mantra. Twenty-two taught us we, we know, know nothing. nothing. <laughs> we know nothing. So turn off the podcast. You don't need to watch it anymore. It's all over. <laughs> um, another thing that happened, kind of transitioning out of the ZDX here, the TLX Type S PMC got announced. Yeah, and we're done ordering it now. It's yeah, done. By the way, so don't go yeah. on the website. And so if you missed that, we're just telling you it happened. But that was. You know, and it kind of started, the whole reserve tool thing, that was when that started with the, the Integra, and like you said, as time goes on, if the birds are telling you the ZDX might be that way, or, you know, other cars in the future, um, you know, who knows, uh, but that's, you know, how do you feel that went off? You know, did you feel like they did a good job with that? Well, I mean, obviously, they sold out of all the, yeah. the offerings. I, You know, I, I do, it was my favorite car, and I think it's the same with the NSX, that that they really, they kind of sold short how many of those they could have sold. Totally. I know they want it to be limited. I, I get it. But 500 is limited too. 600 is limited. 1,000 units is, yeah, are yeah, limited. Right. It's limited. Right? Yeah. Exactly. But give it, a, give, it a, give it a go. Like give it a shot for people to buy. Totally. You know, three colors, 100 each. I mean, that's one per dealer. Right. That's one per dealer. Yeah, and I think we might like have been able to sell at least two or three, right? I think. I mean... I mean, how it's, many phone calls did we get on them? It's like we got. It's a like a few amount. per state. Like that's, that's, that's not many cars. Like right. I, I, there's limited, and then there's like there's less than none. It is hand built. I'm well, not making an excuse for that, but like you know, that is I think a, maybe a part of it. Well, I think that's what makes it. I, I like this PMC better than I like almost any of the other PMCs because it it it's on a performance car kind of platform, being yeah. a TLX type S. Totally. So it has some performance to it. It has obviously the custom paint that you get with the PMC. It's hand built. It just has a lot of things going for it compared to the, I mean, the <laughs> right. other ones were a paint job, right? <clears throat> right. That were hand built, which makes them. They were a great car. Yeah. But this one had so much more going for it, right? Yeah. And they made more and NSXs, the, by the way. Yeah, and they made more NSXs than they made. <laughs> that, that, that more now, of a consumer, you know, cost-effective car. But. I get it that they limited capacity to be able to build these hand-built, but it was one car I was like, gosh, they could have just done so much more of that. I, and I don't know that we probably will never see one. I mean, we didn't have anybody order one. I was, was going to ask you because I never saw that. So. And so we'll never see As an Acura dealer and, you know, better size than most, yeah. might never see one of those cars. Right. That, that's that disappointing. Yeah. A little bit disappointed. Yeah, that is one of the things we didn't like, at, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's that it's a gripe. Yeah, it is a gripe. You know, this year obviously was unique in that way. So I think some of our gripes, you know, I'm not sure if they, maybe some are warranted, maybe some are not. But I did, I agree with you is that, you know, if they had the capacity, and maybe that was part of it. I don't know. I mean, I felt like they could have done a better job as far as, you know, making a little bit more or making that more available. 
Well, you know, they could have made some available yeah. as a reserve for those mm-hmm. customers and some go to the dealers. And and I get it. I think they were trying to avoid mm-hmm. the dealers charge whatever they want, markup, blah, blah, blah. Maybe that was it. I don't know. But I don't know how that stops them. It didn't stop them on the NSX. Yeah. Found that out. That people right. were charging, you know, double the price for the car or whatever yeah. and didn't matter. So, you know, that tool's not going to avoid those type of scenarios. Right. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and then as we go into the fourth quarter, which just happened, we just went through it. You know, we, this was kind of nearing the chip shortage ending, right? Because that, that was something that we experienced the entire year was the chip shortage. Did it um, end? Th- well, I don't know. Because, uh, you know, my dad is telling me the other day that there's now a surplus. He's at a surplus of chips. But we, <laughs> now I don't know. And I did find an article that said that they, that, and I, well, I can't really. Read I have much it pulled from up, it, but you have it pulled up. Yeah, I mean, I have it pulled up right now. Um, this is from <laughs> Business Insider, yeah. and it's talking about that the chip shortage is pretty much done, destroying the, the auto industry. See, well, but see, That's, here, here's where here's where it'll be confusing for people though. Yeah. Because there's still going to be some limited supply of cars. Yes. No, I'm not saying that there won't be any cars, but you you know, let's use an a, advanced <clears throat> package RDX for an example. Yeah. I mean. I think our next one's being built for you came to me today. It might not be till April, May. Yeah. You say, really? Five, six months? I thought there were chips. Right, exactly. Right. And And so there's all kinds of other supplier problems still. There are. Chips aren't necessarily the reason Mm, that cars were not able to get built. And throughout this year, we also kind of ran into labor problems as well. So everyone kind of focusing on just the chips, that's just one factor, one variable of all of this. Well, because a car is more than just a chip. Yeah, and I so, think it was an easy, easy place yeah. for the manufacturers to hang their hat. And after a while, people understood it, right? And it took yeah. a long time to get the message out what was happening. And after they did, they weren't going to go from that and say, "Oh gosh, look, guys, we got chips now, but we we can't get the rubber cushion that goes under the seat post <laughs> so so the seat right. doesn't fall out, right?" right? right. So. You know, it's too hard to explain all those things, right? Yeah, so they yeah. just stay with, well, we have chip chip issues, and, right? And to go back to the article, they don't necessarily say for sure that it mm. is going to be resolved by this year. Right. They are more, and they say here, auto forecast solutions say that by the end of 2022, the semiconductor shortage won't be nearly as bad. Right, right. right. So I, and I maybe think that's what we're going to be looking at. You're right, and I think that's maybe why there's not a lot of stuff about it. How he read that quicker than I did, because I'm obviously trying to be up to date with this stuff. I don't know, but it, it is a good. I guess what I want to bring up is it's a good sign, and obviously, you know, we have at the end of the quarter, we we started getting some cars in. Yeah, you know? it really picked up in November so, and then slowed down a little bit, but by middle of December, yeah. we got a lot of cars. And I know part of that's the end of the year; they really put a big push on. But yeah. obviously, they had some availability to, for production and. They were able to get us some cars, which is great news for people out there that were there, you know, are starting to get in the market. That there's possibly some stuff you're gonna find on the ground. Matter of fact, yeah, there was uh, I forget what the supply uh, for dealers was, and I didn't bring that information this morning uh, because they just released that from the end of December. But there's a pretty decent supply of cars on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, we I'm, have what 25. Is I'm looking out our window right almost, now, almost and 30. I can see cars finally. Yeah, yeah, which is a great sign. So yeah. if you're. You know, and obviously, and this is, I think, this is where 2023 is going to be a very interesting pivotal, pivotal <laughs> year. Because as we get that inventory going, and we talked a little bit about incentives and things like that. Now, your used car won't be nearly as much as it did now, but that's okay. But if 
should we talk about the flip side of that? Like, should like, we? No, should we talk about it, that a yeah, little bit? Well, you know, I think obviously rates are a big deal, but incentives from manufacturers. If we start to see that inventory pickup, hopefully we do see. And again, they're not going to be massive incentives, but there's going to be definitely more of an incentive to buy a car potentially throughout this whole year, this yeah, next year. I agree. And um, and hopefully that that's a sign of things to come. And I think that's one thing that you know we learned is that. You know, people are still going to buy cars in time. We sold plenty of cars. Like, people are still going to buy cars in times when, you know, I've read a million things that said, I don't want to say don't buy a car right now, but saying, hey, now is not the best time to buy a car. And people still did. Well, but see, it goes back to, you can't, if you listen to all that, you might miss out on the opportunity. Hey, we talked about the price yeah. increase, but the other thing that happened just recently, well, the last quarter, is how much the rates went up, right? Yeah. So now you have price increase and the rates yeah. more than doubled, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if someone told you to wait and you waited, yeah. well, now now it's going to cost you more. Yeah. Because if you needed a car back then, now, now you need a car more than you did then, yeah, and it's right. going to cost you more. Plus, on top of that, we have to address that the used car market is taking a dip where right. well that's the other side right and dustin hit the nail on the head because that those used they had to come down by the way they had to come down they're yes. ridiculous it's the market right? adjusting itself yeah. it's yeah. natural it's what happens so yeah they housing, had to come back in, in the in the line i don't know that they've fallen all that they are going to fall but they definitely need to come back to some type of re- yeah. resemblance of the used car is cheaper than the new one yeah you know yeah and, and that happens naturally with the new car inventory coming in. You know, the other interesting thing, and we, I know we didn't, somehow we didn't have this in anything, but I want to bring up the Carvana thing a little bit because yeah, I think a lot of these third-party places were driving up some of, the, sure. some of the prices because that was how they had to gather some of their share of the market. That's the only way they could do that. And now, obviously, if you're paying attention, Carvana is, you know, I don't, they're not dying, but they're not doing very well. Yeah. Um, and I, I will say they're on life support. Yeah. All, <laughs> I mean, they really are. To put it. And it's interesting. You know, they're the place that drove those prices. I mean, they really did drive the industry yeah. used car prices to the max because they had they were they had to pay more than everybody yeah. else. So they just yeah. kept paying more and more and more and more until they got the car. Well, and then they were also trying to sell those cars. They were doing it for free. So they're trying to mark right. them up and then they're charging more and more and more and more. Right. And not to say that that was the only thing, but they were forcing the dealers to try to put more money in the cars than what they would have yeah. normally like to do. And now look at them. They have nothing to show for it at the end of the day. You know, they're on the brink of bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, and they can't, right. even, they can't <laughs> even do business in like three states at this point. And it's not so much, oh. this isn't so much the hate on any specific no. company. No, it's, but it's to kind of give you an idea of what what happened with what's, what's happening. Why we're now seeing a little bit more of a downturn. It, it are all of those reasons. Um, so... You know, obviously, 2022, I, I think there's a lot of it that we'd like to put, you know, in our back pocket, call it a day, and move on with 2023. I'm excited about 2023. Obviously, Acura has a lot going. You know, let's get back to Acura only is we have a lot going for us. We have the, the Integra Type S that's coming. Super excited. I don't know if we even talked about that. But, yeah, the Integra Type S. If well, we, that was part of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Did we already, I don't know if we already mentioned that a little bit ago. But, yeah, that was... That was a big deal. I, there's a ton of excitement surrounding that car. Um, I know we've already talked to a lot of people about it. So that's a super exciting thing. And then obviously, as we keep going on, we have the electric car announcement. So I think 2023 is going to be a very pivotal year for Acura in terms of you know the brand, where we go from there. But I'm excited about 2023, what, that, what that's going to look like. Yeah, I, and I feel like to your point, I think I, I think we will start to see some incentives mm-hmm. with rates going up. The manufacturers are going to come out with some incentives to help, you know, Get a little bit better rates. Yeah. You know, when that's going to be, I don't know. They'll quote me on it, but I, they're, they're going to help people try to buy cars. Instead so, of the four, okay, I haven't so. looked at the new incentives. 
So, you know what? Interestingly, it didn't change a whole lot. So we didn't even get okay. into that. But we can talk about that lot, soon. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll bring that up. Talk. One of the frustrating things that happened with the terms of pricing that yes. throughout the year was that we didn't know when those price increases changes were coming. So when you sold a car, you tried to give someone an idea or yeah. a good exactly show, this you know present what the price was going to be on the vehicle and yeah. that could was subject to change like yeah. there's nothing set in stone nothing locked in didn't matter they were it was so a lot of our inventory was ordered right yeah. so yeah. one of the challenges that we ran into was a for the trade saying hey this is this is what your trade will be worth yeah that's true in a couple months to 6 months at some points we were waiting yeah. but also the price increase, yeah. Like it was hard to explain to our clients, hey, this is the price right now. We're forecasting a price increase. We don't know exactly what it's gonna be. They haven't given us any information on it. And I think that not necessarily, I don't think that necessarily rubbed our clients the wrong way, but I think it kind of just left some uncertainty with them like, okay, is what, what I'm getting. With you, I mean, you don't know what the price is gonna be at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, I'd be, a little, I'd be a little... I think anybody would be... Yeah, I think it was frustration across the board. And, and I think in general, and I put and I put that as one of my dislikes, and I know just to kind of sum things up was like, I think this whole year was that we, there was a, a general lack of communication, you know, whether it was on purpose or whatever the case might well, be. It was, it was a first for first. Like, yeah, I, I don't think that's people true. knew how to navigate the uncharted waters. Yeah, and it, sure. Like you were saying with transparency... That would have been a transparent piece yeah. of it. You know, they should have had some price protection, which I think they started to gain some traction on as, as, as later in the year. Yeah. They didn't initially, right? So we're right. back. We're going back as the bad guy and saying, "Look, went up X amount of dollars." Yeah. Right. And some of those, some of those, we adjusted. So you know, it, it was what it was yeah. because. Um, but also the availability of the inventory. There was a time earlier in the year, and this might have been before you were. Here, Dustin. I'm not. I don't I was remember here in February. the time. Oh, I, right. was okay, February. That's right. I was thinking it was coming up on a year. March, April. There was a time <laughs> when, when instead of having our normal order sheets where we can see two, three months out, we couldn't see more than yeah. like thirty that's days true. out. Yeah, that's so right. we didn't know what was coming down mm. the pipe down the road because yeah. they weren't sharing that information. And frankly, they probably didn't know. But it's hard to pre-sell what you don't know you can pre-sell. Exactly. Right? And that, that, was, that, was really that was super challenging. Difficult. I know for me, you know, obviously this wasn't one of my best years by any stretch of the imagination. But I think in general, that I think that brought up a lot of like weird kind of pain points for people. And for me, because, you know, I think as a salesperson, you want to be able to provide some confidence for your buyer. You know, you want to yes. say, hey, here, here's, here's what it is. But when you're like, you know, and the only reason you're kind of being wishy-washy about it is because... I, I don't know. And I don't want to, and, and it's for me, I don't, we don't well, want to overpromise on under Right. We wanted to sell cars so. that we could actually see in the order bank that yeah. we, that we had a good feeling that they were coming, right. Yeah. Or a good idea that they were coming. And right. it's easy for people to say, well, can't you just order, you know, whatever. Well, yeah. there was a lot of whatevers that never got built. And right. I, I used their gentleman that was just in the other day with a oh, fancy yeah. TLX, <laughs> you know, you know, didn't really make an advanced all wheel drive TLX in 20 yeah. last year. And, who would have known that going yeah. into the year, you know? Yeah, and I think that's part of the world that we all live in now. We say, hey, I'm going to go on Amazon and I'm going to order X yep. thing. And then that's what it gets built. Right. And that's not how it is. Now, I don't know if that, I've, I've only worked with that here. So I don't know if other brands are like that. Maybe other <clears> brands. And, it, and that's how I did order my car years ago. Like I said, here's what I want in the car. And they built that car 
But Acker's not like that. Like Right. Well, and I think it is similar what you with other brands, but there's yeah. still things that aren't available. I mean, yeah. just because you want them doesn't mean you can just order anything. It's the manufacturer's right. still going to dictate what they what they can and can't build. Yeah. Right? Or sometimes what they want to build because if there's no other people that want right. XYZ Right, with not, red not, RDX advanced A spec, for not, example. Right. Yes, John. He's not running that line. Right. Yeah. yeah, and and I think that's something that um, you know that's hard to relay information to your consumer. Even if you say spell out as much as you can, there's just and not that the consumer needs to know all that because there's a lot of stuff they don't need to. Yeah, I mean, not I don't want to say need to know, but there's stuff that just not they're not going to understand because they're not in this. So sure. it's just. Whether they like it or not, it's that's something that's going to be easy to convey. And I think that I wish there was a different way that, you know, Acura could have went about that or something. And like you said earlier, maybe something along the lines of, you know, pricing protection. Better if you say, hey, if you order one now, we'll lock in that right, price, that price. what that yep. would be. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, they do it with the rate. So yeah, you you can do a yeah. rate lock right. for, what was it, three months? Yeah. You can, 90, 90 days, days, you can lock in your rate. And even, even though some of those pricing increases weren't like... You know, over the top, and I know we did a good job of like adjusting some of that for some people. Um, you know, I think they felt like we, in some ways, maybe we owed it to them, but at the same time, we we don't. You know, it doesn't bet. You know, it doesn't help us. Right. Like we still have to buy the car for the same amount. Right. So, um, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, I guess. <clears throat> so, wrapping up. Thank you everyone for watching throughout the entire 2022. If you guys watched up into our 26 episode, thank you so much. Thanks for the comments. Make sure to like and subscribe. You know, we, we did a good job, I thought. You know, this past year, two, you know, uh, I should say, well, what was one every two weeks, basically, is what we... Kind of what it works out to, so. yeah. Um, thank you so much, Justin, for putting everything together over the past year. Dustin, I'm glad you joined us. I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. It'll be, a, it'll be an exciting year in 23. We, we have some uh, new things that we're going to kind of roll the podcast. We'll get a little bit more into just talking about the product and things yeah. that... Maybe are useful to you guys in, in the world of Acura that uh, we kind of were sidetracked because of what was going on, yeah. but also was the reason why we started. So that's true. Yeah, it, that's it right. All leads it's, into something else. That's right? right. And I know we want to try to have like I know we've had a couple of guests on before. There's a couple other guests we'd like yep. to have on. You know, obviously just kind of keep it as entertaining as possible. I know this one wasn't super entertaining, but we felt like it was important to kind of. I think debrief the year, right? I think there's a lot that happened. There's a lot that's going to happen. There's plenty of stuff to talk about as time goes on. But uh, thank yeah. you so much for watching. From my point of view, anything you want to add, Dustin? Nope. Nope. That's it. No, no, no really. I mean, signing off. I mean, aside from aside to out of here. Yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, obviously, I didn't. I didn't get into this yeah, podcast at the beginning. Always. I came in on the tail end of the year. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on <clears throat> these last two and. Hopefully a few more. But aside from that, I mean, I'm just happy to be working for Acura, really. Maybe we'll bring Ed on at one point, too. And he's oh, always God. in the background. <laughs> he is always in the background. I do. Ed does sit we'll say hi one time, maybe. Yeah. I thought he was coming in. Why are you doing this? Oh, really? Yeah. You know. He looked like he was about to. We don't show all this. Man. Thank All you right. so much for Thanks watching. Thanks so much. Thank you for a wonderful 2022. I'm looking forward to an exciting 2023. Yeah. Happy 23, everybody. Happy New Year. Oh.